Okay, we're back with the Dashboard Effect podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. Caleb Oaks. Caleb, in our last episode, we talked about some of the basics of what is a database. Hopefully, we actually didn't make that more confusing. <laughs> uh, I hope not. <laughs> I, think we, I think we did all right. We'll see. I'll play it for my mom, see how she does. There you go. Um, so today, I wanted to talk about uh, why you might ever want to get access to a data that the to data that's in a system, like a CRM system, um, get access other than through the system. Yeah. What are the reasons for that? Well, there's a few, um, but you know, let's let's talk about the you know the types of data that you would get out of there first, right? And and maybe that'll help kind of pull together the yeah. the picture. So, Good. Um, you know, we talked in the last episode about contacts and companies. Yep. Um, and those by themselves, they're kind of interesting, but they're not, they're not, you know, super interesting, right? You probably just need to go see a contact. Like, right. What's, That's what's true. this person's You're not phone aggregating number. contact data, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Right. You can maybe count them or something. Yeah. Like how many people have the last name Smith or something. Right. Um, <laughs> not, not super interesting, but, um, you know, but when you start talking about other types of data, that's probably inside of your CRM, like, um, deal sizes or quotes or things like that that might have a numeric or more of a business impact to them, yeah. then it does become pretty interesting to actually look at that data uh, in an analytical way. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So in order – so back to your question, why would you want to pull that out of there? Um, a lot of these CRMs, I mean, they're all – Different, and this goes for more than just CRMs. I know that's what we're talking about, but um, ERPs or whatever other software or system you're using to run your business, um, you're going to run into insufficiencies in the reporting, or maybe it's just a pain, or um, you know, maybe you want to do something in your reporting that it's not supported directly out of uh, that system. Right. For example, CRM systems, let's say you literally, literally did want to count the number of contacts you have that have the last name Smith. I can't imagine why. Your CRM system probably does not have a report for that. You right. might have a good re business reason for doing it, and so that might be a reason you'd want access to the data. Yeah, right, right. And that, that's another – that's a good example because, you know, you could probably go to a list of contacts and filter to Smith and – Count it up manually right. or, you know, or it, maybe it gives you a little like, here's how many records there are. Um, but it's still kind of a pain. It's like a little bit of a workaround, right? right. It's not totally going to give you what you're after because you probably don't just want to know how many. Right. You're probably looking to do something else with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why you would want to – one of the reasons why you'd want to pull that data out and use a different tool, um, whether it's just a query, just to run a sum. Or, um, or if you want to use a, like a visualization tool like Power BI. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's actually a really good point. So you might just want to build a different type of report. And so if you could get access to the data, you could use Power BI or Excel or Tableau or whatever you wanted to, to build that report. But one of the reasons you might be building that report in addition to getting a report that doesn't exist in the system is just to give broader access to the data. So, for example, in a CRM system, you may just have your marketing and sales departments actually using the CRM system primarily, but you may have a lot of other employees that would benefit from access to that. And if you're able to get access to that system, um, then you can build reports that you can put out more broadly. Right, exactly. And, and you know, for some of the the CRMs, I guess, out there, the licensing for something like a 
a read right. on the user might be very expensive. Each so seat, you could, yeah. yeah, you could. There's other ways. So it opens those doors once you get that data out. Right. And, and in fact, you may have data that you want to share outside of your company. Mm-hmm. So you might have interesting data that you, your clients would benefit from that you want to put on your website, something like that. So there's another reason to to get access to that data. Yeah. Yeah, you got you have really tight control over it once it's out of there, right? Yeah. You, could, you could share one record if you wanted to, right? Right. Which would be very difficult to do, outside of exporting something to Excel, which is, and you could argue that's the same thing, right? You're ex sure you're pulling the data out of the system. It's yeah. actually a decent analogy, right? There's a so if you you went into your CRM, you went to your contacts uh, list, let's say you. And some of them, I know, you can go and you can say export this list to Excel. Sure. That's essentially the same exact thing as what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. So that is access to the data. So you're doing that. I think, though, in my mind, I'm thinking about it differently. Like, how do I get automated access that's updated? I'm not having to go in and do an Excel export. Right. Like that. Right. right. But I think it's helpful to think about it. For sure. For sure. So I think the other reason you might want access to the data outside of the the host system is so that you can actually put it, bump it up against data from another system and do reporting that includes two systems. And, and you know, the example we talked about a little bit ago was, okay, so you've got CRM data with company names in it um, and you have an ERP system that might have your invoicing and sales and so on. And maybe you want to somehow combine those. Like maybe the ERP system doesn't include, well, it probably does, but for this example, doesn't include the state uh, the the city and state where the company is. And so you want to see your sales by city and state. If it's not in the ERP system, but it's in your CRM system, if you get access to that data and can combine them, you can get that report that you're looking for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And another another interesting scenario that we've run into a few times is let's say you've sold a contract for $100,000, but the customer has to uphold their end of the bargain. Maybe it's like a, uh, you know, a monthly contract or something. And you think the life of the contract is a hundred grand. So that's in your CRM. And then what actually transpires is in the ERP. So you want to be able to say, okay, we sold this contract for a hundred thousand, or at least that's what we thought we were going to get out of it. And you want to see, did that actually happen or not? Right. Yeah. And so you want to tie those two things, the information that's in both together. Good example. Yeah. Okay. So how do you get access? You already talked about one way. Almost always you can do some kind of CSV or Excel export, um, but that's kind of cumbersome. It's fine for a one-off. I want to do a quick analysis, but let's say you want this data to feed a dashboard or feed a website or be available to everybody anytime they want to look it up, not just the people that have a seat on the CRM, for example. What are the other ways to get access? Yeah. So it really depends on your system. Right. So sometimes you'll have access to the database itself. Um, That's usually more common in an ERP scenario. So you'll have access to the tables with the rows and the columns that we talked about. It's sitting on a server that you can remote into. Yeah, you just go in there. um, And when I say go in there, you can use a tool like SQL Server Management Studio or something, something that's built to to query a database. Yeah. so you would use that and you could see the tables and stuff. And then you can actually write um, some code, more or less. There's some no-code tools, but those things all just write code in the back end. So they, to pull data, move it from those tables into another technology, whether it's just a flat file storage. You could just load it to a CSV if you wanted. Sure. Um, but that what 
the benefit of doing it that way is that you can automate it, right? You can put it on a schedule so that a computer runs the program and it moves the data uh, on a on a nightly schedule, and then it's automatically updating somewhere else. Yeah, and so typically, you know, for the last couple of decades or longer, uh, what it's updating is another database. So you've got something referred to as a data warehouse or or a data mart or even an operational data store, which is sort of a copy of data from a transactional system like a CRM. Um, but you can start putting data from different systems into that database. These days, for the last couple of years, um, the technology has moved hard towards something called a data lake, which we've talked about in previous episodes. You're still really dealing with tables in most cases coming out of transactional systems, so rows and columns still. The way that they get stored is different, and a data lake allows you to also store non-tabular data, non-table data. Mm -hmm. So you can store documents and and. Uh, images and those types of things. Right. But basically, you're you're putting it into some new repository that gives you access with the tools you want to um, do either that reporting that wasn't available in the host system, or uh, or or make it available from there onto a website for customers to look at that type of thing. Yeah. Right. And I, I do want to touch on one other method of getting getting data. Yeah. Um, and it's probably the second most common, other than just getting access to the database. It's called an API. And an API stands for Application Programming Interface. Yeah. Um, really, APIs, without going into too much, I'll give you just the cliff notes, um, were built so you can build an application on top of really another one. Like you can build an interface, Application Programming Interface. So it's a way for you to interface with data, let's say in your CRM, through something other than your CRM. Um, now, what those in our world, what we use those for is pulling data out. So it's really just a, it's kind of a backdoor to your database without getting direct access to the database. Right. And so there are some, some transactional systems that don't want you to have access to the database. Maybe they've got proprietary stored procedures and types, those types of things. They don't want people to see them. So they give you this API application programming interface to be able to get to your data without seeing stuff they don't want you to see. Yeah. Or maybe your data is actually, let's say it's an online uh, software, your data is stored with other customer data on the same database system. So they use the application programming interface or the API to allow you to get your data without seeing another customer's data. Whereas right. if you had access to the whole database, you might see everybody's data. Yeah, exactly. APIs are extremely common. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, it just reminded me, I was watching this, uh, this interview with, with uh, like a cybersecurity guy and he was really kind of freaking people out by calling these APIs backdoors. Like everything has a backdoor. So you can just go in through the backdoor and it's like, no, you, it's not quite that simple. Right. right? <laughs> so, um, but anyway, that's what, that's what he was referring to is an API. And a lot of people just don't, don't quite know those things are out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that it's a, uh, they're usually very secure. They have big, long access tokens and a way to authenticate much like you just authenticate to your, to your CRM of through the front end with your user credentials. It's the same type of, same type of thing. So uh, anyway, so pull data out of the API. Yeah. Okay. So 
we've talked at a high level about uh, why you would want to access your data and how to access the data. You know, next steps are talking about more technical things. And as I promised at the start of our last episode, we're going to be delving deeper into some of the new technologies that are coming, especially out of Microsoft, because that's where we work, um, and some of the generative AI that's working on top of that. But I think that's as far as I want to go on this topic, unless you have anything you want to add before we wrap. No, I mean, I guess the, the key takeaway is that your data is in your systems, like your CRM, and there's benefit to pulling it out. And we could go on and on about the benefits, but, um, and sometimes it's just, you just have to pull it out in order to do what you want to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Cool. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks. Thanks.